What's going on? Welcome back to another episode of Molding the Mindset. Today, we have our first special guest on the podcast, none other than my current roommate, my cousin, more like a brother, Mr. Ryan Crosley. On this episode, I talk with Ryan about the tough times that him and his family went through a few years ago. We reflect on what his mindset was like and how he managed to keep his goals at the forefront in that situation. He also lends some advice on how you may be able to cope with a similar situation. So, let's get into it. Figuring out a non-awkward way to start this. Uh, thought of a million different ways in my head. But we're going to start with... What a cool, crisp high five. I like that. <laughs> I like that. I like the energy. Um, so, welcome to the Molding Mindset. As you heard in the intro, I have Ryan Crosley. That's me. On the podcast today, we are currently in Hermosa Beach. Sitting in my bedroom. Sit, sitting <laughs> in the bed. Not to make it weird. Sitting in, yeah. It's a quiet space. Well. Maybe we can do this. <laughs> have a nice conversation. My bedroom is on the couch, currently. Yes, in, the, in my living room. But I, that's what you have to do. You know, if you want to. How do you feel about that? How do you feel that this is actually this is actually happening though? I love it. Uh, I guess it kind of still really hasn't hit me, to like, like really punched me in the face yet that you're here for a minute. I guess when you actually when you have your own place and I get to go visit your apartment and like this is your space and like yeah. not that, like obviously this is your home as much as it's my home, but I guess when it's like when everything start the pieces start falling into place and it's like Bobby's out here and he's doing it. You're already doing it. You're already here, and it's happening. Um, but I kind of yeah, I kind of think the same way. I kind of feel like, you know, right now it's still it still kind of feels like vacation because I don't have my own place and I don't have my own bed or my you know I don't have somewhere to call home each night, no. um, which I've mentioned in a couple of other podcast episodes. But mm. you know, I think once we're all set and once we're able to again you're you're able to come over and visit and stuff like that i think exactly. it will seem it will seem more real but at least we're at the first step first step how, yeah. how long have we been talking about this for it's been it's over, been a long time over at least a decade has it been that long probably at least a decade i had said like 8 years uh, i had said that i've said like 7 or 8 years I, I would, four probably were really serious the other four were probably like I was just mentioning well, it. I've been saying it. I've been saying it since I was in college, and I was in in college, almost ten years ago. So, that's right. You're fucking old. Yeah, I know, dude. I'm seeing like big... time hops pop up. It's like nine years ago. I'm like, that was junior year of college. What the? Yeah. <laughs> like why? As I but... came in as the as the cocky freshman, oh, junior year of college. Yeah, yeah. You're, you're welcome. You're you're welcome, cousin Bob. You're welcome. You're welcome for that underage too. Um, <laughs> <laughs> so I blame little chance. Yeah. Uh, so so you've been out here for how long now? It's been. Is it going on four years? Uh, it's a little over three. I hit my three mark this past September, and we are now in February. So yeah. For people listening that don't know what you're into, what are you doing out here? Uh, so I am working as a camera operator assistant in tv film making so just the industry out here in la and started this back east um with my actually my my beginnings were in manhattan then to philly then i here to la so i've actually had a really good track so far in my career which is going on about 
six years now. I think. Yeah, which is crazy. I really think about that. It's but been six years, been six years, been, yeah. Yeah. So. Yeah, and you've kind of well, you've been able from what I've heard and from what I've recently seen, but from what I've heard from a couple of people though, you've been able to you know make a really good impression and move up really fast out here um, because of some of the things you're able to do and as far as your work ethic. Have anyone like myself who is looking to make a dent pretty fast out here? You see, do you have any suggestions as far as you know what they should maybe? do as far as their work ethic or as far as um well, looking for different looking you know looking for their niche and looking for their looking for looking for a way to make to make a dent out here um and make an impact and not necessarily just get lost in the shuffle yeah well for starters people who are listening if you're an east coaster then you got a bit of a jump already um, I will say that with great confidence. Not to say people out west west don't have it, but the East Coast work ethic is widely East Coast? known. East, yeah, East I don't Coast. know what the hell that was. East Coast work <laughs> ethic <laughs> is widely known out here. And when I told people that I'm from Philly Plus, when they listen to me, they clearly can tell I'm from somewhere. Yeah. So when I let people know that I'm from the East Coast, they already know like you got that East Coast and you you got that drive to get to where you need to go fast without having to really, you know, beat around the bush. Mm. Um, so you, you got that going for you already, which is great. And the other thing is, it's who you know, making those connections. And when you happen to be someone who's personable, like yourself or myself, that even helps more so in getting yourself out there, making those right connections and possibly leading to a job or leading to something not could you know skyrocket you up yeah and fortunately for me for me i knew people who were in the industry in high positions who could get me hired on the show and when i met them and i you know had dinner with them and i told them i was like all you need to do is get me on set and i'll take care of the rest and that's three years plus now yeah so I came out here, I worked on a show for three months, and I made every single one of my... I turned three months into three-plus years, so... What's the name of the show that you're on now? The show I'm on now is called Wheeler Dealers. It's a car refab show, so they buy buy a car, fix it up, sell for a profit. Cool. And this is the 15th season. It's a pretty popular car show. It started in England, and they moved it over to California... About three seasons ago. Uh, so it's, if where can you watch it? It's um, on the Motor Trend Network, which is a network for Discovery. So it's a Discovery umbrella show, like the mother company is Discovery. And here in America, it's on Motor Trend, which is nothing but cars. So if you're a car junkie and you love everything like greasy and parts and changing everything yourself and doing it all that's the kind of show um you'll like to watch and you probably know about it right out in england it's like super popular it's all out on discovery out in england and it's like our one host is like the fifth beetle it's like crazy he's super famous everywhere i go with him people recognize him and out in, like, in in england. here well, in here england? in england yeah and he's like he's like Awesome guy. He let me live in his his place actually for two weeks when I was in between apartments. Super cool guy. Mike Brewer. Uh, much respect, love for the guy. 
it's kind of like a West Coast father for me. So. And um, the other presenter, Ant, Ant said he's awesome, a really awesome guy. He's let me crash at his place a couple of times um, when I was staying down there in um, Orange County, hanging out over the weekend. So the cool guys. It's it's yeah. they're you know television presenters. They're out there all the time. They're famous, but they're down to earth guys, and we all hang out and just go somewhere a comedy store or have a beer and have dinner and they're awesome people so I've really enjoying it loving it yeah I love the show I've actually almost been on it for two years now and it's phenomenal it's really helped escalate my knowledge and just my overall just getting me better at my career it's been fantastic it's awesome so obviously you have all these great things going on now and you know things are trending upward and onward I and wish I was trending in the right <laughs> <laughs> you're not that cool yeah. in the in the right direction um but you know going back a few going back a few years um you know it may not have been the case uh, I know I saw it firsthand I was there for you know almost everything that went on um and if our friends are listening obviously they know what went on but those you know who are not close with us and don't know the situation um can you tell you know the story of des and what happened a couple of years you know what happened a few years ago and how it kind of shifted your your world really because it was it was chaos it was pure and utter chaos and i think you know for you or for me looking at how you handled the situation i i really and we had spoken about we had spoken about this before briefly but i really admired you know how you were able to not let that deter you from you know you were still there for your family you were that you were the rock for your family um you know you were but you were also not afraid to be emotional about it like you didn't have you didn't keep anything balled up which i think is a really good thing i think people uh joe clark who I've not mentioned on this podcast yet, but I will do an episode about him. He our has uncle. A, yes, our uncle has this term, uh, gun, gunny sack, guinea sack, gunny sack. I think probably it's, guinea sack. I think it's 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 gunny or guinea sack. Don't quote me. I don't know which one of the, but it's it's when you keep things balled up and then you let it lash out all oh, yeah. at once, right? So you keep everything balled in, and then all, and then one day you just you know snap. snap. And I think you did a really good job of 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 not really of not doing that, right? But you didn't let your you know, you weren't afraid to show emotion, and you weren't afraid to talk to, you know, other people, but you didn't keep it balled up, but you were, again, you were also that rock, and you were also, um, still able to, obviously, you're here now, so you were still able to get through that, when it could have been easier to, you know, go down a different path, and it would be understandable, right, if you wanted to, you know, if you were there for your family more than you were worried about your career, it would have been, you know, you may have taken a couple more years to get out here, but, you know, it would have been understandable, right, um, but you didn't. You yeah. found a way to manage all that stuff. So, you know, maybe let's tell you know tell the story a little bit about Des, and then we can go we can go a little further about how you handled the entire situation. Yeah, in hindsight, now yeah, I'm doing this, but so about five years ago, my sister had a life changing accident. She was getting an operation done. It was her fifth operation to basically stop an aneurysm from happening. It's it's an AVM. And basically, it's a cluster of blood cells um, in her brain that she was getting 
surgery to be, reduce the size of it. During that surgery, one of the arteries ruptured, which he basically had a stroke. So most people know strokes can be life-altering, and she was 28. She was my age at the time. Wow. She was 28? That happened, yeah. Was and, it five, um, five years ago now? Mm-hmm. And basically completely changed my <clears throat> sister's life. Her right side was paralyzed. She had to get a craniectomy. She had to get the um, left side of her skull removed which she still doesn't have basically just completely changed her entire life now my sister was nothing was wrong with her completely normal both hands and arms functioning both sides of her body functioning smart as hell you know she was book smart very talented extremely talented gifted natural artist i just like was nothing was Seemingly nothing was wrong with her. So now her life was completely different. So at the time, you know, this was like a devastating, it was pretty devastating to my family. Um, you know, I, my dad did not take it well. Still isn't taking it well, but did not take it well at all. Uh, my sister, my oldest sister, she was always a bit of, a bit for drama. Um, she was going, having a difficult time dealing with it as well. And my brother kind of never really been person who was in tune with everything at all he was always doing, so, doing something you know involving with him um so all this stuff happened it was kind of like you know what's what's the net what's happening next and you know my sister constantly going through surgeries and almost dying several times and it was it was a good year of just in the hospital all the time is this the last time we're to see her? Is this, you know, what the hell is going to happen? And it's just something no one really in my family ever really experienced. And at the same time as it happened, I just um, got out of a long-term relationship. Like, two years. It was, like, my longest relationship. But, <laughs> but yeah, I, like, uh, my an ex-girlfriend from college broke up with me, so that really sucked. And I just started working in... Manhattan at my first job in the TV industry world. I was working at a casting agency for um, pre-production. So it's bringing in people and casting for different reality shows. And the owner, Vinny Potestivo, great guy. You should look him up. Shout out to Vinny. Vinny, Vinny Potestivo. Yeah. Facebook. VPE. Uh, my dude, he was awesome. Uh, he actually worked at MTV for years. Uh, as oh, the cool. casting director at MTV for oh, cool. years. So he did like all the real world, and he did everything from the start. And, like, oh shit! Yeah, we had a bunch of people in all the time. Um, you know, Jersey Shore people and Topanga came in a couple of times. That was the first time I met Topanga. Shout out to Topanga. Uh, dude, shout out to Topanga. Shout out to Boomy's World, Corey Matthews. Uh, but so I started there. And, you know, I was commuting from Pennsylvania to Manhattan every day. So that was a Wake up, 5.30, go for a run, get to the train station by... Hold on. Topanga or Kelly Kapowski? Ooh. That's a good question, right? That is a good question. Have you seen them lately? Yes. I met Topanga out here when I was on the set of Chromeet's World. Okay. Topanga? I haven't seen Kelly Kapowski since. Aged. She's aged well. She's great. Kelly Kapowski? No. Not so much. Well, like... Off topic here, but uh, same thing though. Great show, but I, w- I was still I was young for that, and they were a little older for me. They were high school when yeah. Blue Meets World was like, "Yo, what's up? I can you know yeah. this this dude's from Philly. Yeah. Give me I can mesh with him. He's wearing a Philly's hat. All right, dope. I can yeah. I can work with that." 
Topanga was a geek, geeky girl. Hermione kind of hair. I was like, all right. Hermione. Yeah. I, like, I, you know, I meshed with that a little bit more. Saved by, Saved by the Bell, California, high school. So Topanga. 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 Okay. Good. So Topanga. Okay. So, okay. anyway, going back. I had a crazy schedule going to Manhattan every day. Uh, like, crazy hours. I had to be there at 10. I get there at 9.15, get myself breakfast. I get to work 15 minutes early. Work till 6.45 to get on the train at 7 to go back to Pennsylvania. Get there by 9.30 to eat dinner and go back to bed. Is when you were st- were you staying at Michelle's at this point? Uh, this is after after. Okay. I did do Aunt Michelle's for a month in her basement, but shout it was the same commute. Shout out to Aunt Michelle. Yeah, shout out to Aunt Michelle. So it was still a thirty minute drive and an hour and a half. Um, right. Train ride, two hour train ride. And at this point, Des was ho- Des was home. At this point, was she when your mom was taking care of her? Uh, uh, this was um, actually this was leading up to it. So, leading up to Des's accident, she was going through her surgeries. She had a couple, and this is actually right when I got hired in Philly. Actually, when I think about it, again my timeline's messed up. So I ended up getting my staff job hired in, in Philly, where I interned at Sunny City Film and Video. Mm-hmm. And when I started working there, it was probably about a month, yeah, because it was November. So it was a month I was there, and then I got the call. And I was actually in the work van coming back from one of her shoots with my buddy Dean. Shout out to Dean. Um, and that's when I had to get her to the hospital. And that's when, like, it was just like. That's when it, ru- that's when it ruptured. Yeah, that's when, yeah, yeah, that's when, like, the world came crashing down. So it was a pretty hectic two months transitions. Um, you know, girlfriend breaks out with me. Got the job in Manhattan, got my job in Philly. Everything's like I'm dealing with like a breakup, but you know, it sucks. Yeah. But I'm like, you know, I'm on things are great. I, I got a new job. I it's where I want to be. I've always wanted to work in Center City. Things are awesome and then this accident happened. So that was uh so on top of being crazy emotional, anytime I would get upset about my girl my ex girlfriend, I would get you know, Des would trigger that, and then it was, like, triggered back and forth, getting broken up. My sister in this state, and I was just going back and forth, like, yeah. every yeah, double day. Yeah, double reason to be yeah. emo- double reason um, to be emotional. Yeah, and then stress from, you know, getting a new job and yeah. trying to, you know, be the best I can at this new new position that mm-hmm. I just got at, trying to prove, prove my worth, prove, you know, why they hired me. So, going through that... I actually haven't put a lot of thought on that time in my life in a while because past three three years has been pretty dope. Yeah. Um, and Des is in a way better state. But back then, yeah, man, it was it was pretty dark. Um, what I did a lot is I talked I talked to a lot of people. Um, I constantly was always on the phone. I had pretty long commutes, so uh, I talked to Rachel a lot. Talk to my older sister Rachel on the phone. That was usually about my ex girlfriend, which you know was easy, usually triggered by my sister Desiree. And right. What was going on? But yeah, I would get done work and I drive from Center City, Philly to Trenton, where Desiree was being kept, where she was staying at a um, rehab facility. And it was right. She was in Trenton for a while, right? It was a it was a pretty shitty rehab. Um, that was like 
that was just my daily my daily grind. Go to work, do that, go see Dez every night, and that was my life. And at the time, I got real lucky. My boy Coomer, my best friend, shout to Coomer. He, oh, shout, uh, to, shout to Coomer. Yeah. Uh, should I say Coomer? Coomer. <laughs> he um, his he was taking care of his grandparents' house. Unfortunately, his grandfather passed away, and his grandmother moved out. And his parents were letting him house sit till they, you know, got the house together, and they kind of knew what I was going through, and they kind of knew each other, so they let me move in rent free for about eight months. And it was great having my best friend there, and, and you know, ended up at night going there and having him for support. So, you know, I look for support in a lot of people. You know, fortunately for in my life, I, you know, gathered a lot of awesome people who just were always there to, you know, pick me up at any time yeah. I was not feeling good, feeling down. Um, same with you, Bob. Um, you know, you're a big reason that I was able to get through a lot of things, but I just always knew I had to keep going, keep my head straight and get going because I had, I've had goals. I've had dreams. Mm -hmm. Um, you know, I've been talking about coming out to California since I was 14, 15, something like that. Telling people in high school, I was going to come out here and start filming porn. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, wait, is that still not a goal? Or is that? (laughs) Eventually could be a subsidiary, something like that. Um, been telling people that for years. And, you know, I've I've kind of been hitting all my goals from college, graduating, Mm -hmm. and getting that job in Philly. And, you know, even though something as tragic as this happened to my sister, and I always just thought, she has it way worse than I do. Yeah. That was a big thing that still to this day keeps me level-headed. She has it way worse than anybody. It's affected her. Yes, it was emotional to me, but my sister, her life has completely changed. Mm-hmm. And And that was like, you know what? Suck it up. Get over whatever's bothering you. Get over whatever a breakup. Get over whatever yeah. stress you have. Because in the end... Desiree is struggling every day to get back to normalcy and you need to be, you can't sit on some stupid little thought and be like, oh, my life, when your sister is, her right side is paralyzed and she needs to relearn how to talk and walk and even write with her left non-dominant hand. So that was the thing. It's like, you know what? You don't have that bad. So. I think that's a good, I think that's a good that's a good, you know, lesson because I, I think even in myself, I would always, you know, I used that situation as well as you know, and yeah. listen, it could always be worse. So I think from a personal standpoint, you know, to look, to look at it like that is, is a good way to look at that, to, you know, don't find, don't make any excuses that, no. because look, look at, you know, look what this person's going through right now, Yeah. you know, and they're fighting, you know, they're continuing to fight and continuing their own battle you shouldn't have any excuse to, you know, to not continue down your path. Yeah. Um, like, I, 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 I'm all the right, I'm healthy, 100%, mostly healthy, so I got well, two working feet, I got two working hands, yeah. Physically, yeah, yeah mentally. My, my mental, yeah, 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 my mental state Ment- hasn't always been that good, but I, yeah. I think that, you know, it's a, uh, <laughs> kind of uh, helps me <laughs> in certain situations. Yeah. It, it kind of gives me a 
little bit of a edge. drive and edge. Yeah. Um, but yeah, like it, knowing that she's going through this and how, what's going on in her head mentally because she has trouble speaking. She had to relearn how to talk and she still has trouble speaking. And my family, like, how's she doing my now? Siblings, how's she doing now? I know, I know how yeah, she's doing now, but, yeah. how, but just. Uh, you know. Well, my sister, she's um, come so far. She walks. She has. She's great at walking. Uh, she she needs a cane sometimes, and her right side is still paralyzed. But she is walking. She has some mobility in her right leg, which helps her stand. And um, she can have full on conversations. She she needs to slow down. She has trouble still with that, but she's come a hell of a long way. She's come. From you know when the first happened, you know she was, she didn't wake up for two days straight, mm-hmm. like from that state and to where she is now, it's it's amazing. It it's, but the mind, man, it's a it's fragile. It's crazy. The, the the brain is, so complex, but at the same time, it's you know it's, a that foreign blood, that was in her head, completely shut down her left side of her brain and all this has come you know as a byproduct of, of the brain and how it reacts to those that situation did they and then they say that she had that her entire life and then it just it just happened to rear its head at a certain at a certain point or did yeah, that happen I, over time i believe i forget what they said how long she might have had it but she had to go to the hospital and they found it when they did her mri yeah um, about it's just crazy the way you know six the, years ago. Yeah, the way things can. But you know it could she, turn like that. Yeah, just wild. But unfortunately, I believe she still has the AVM after all that. So as uh, of right now, it's just getting her life yeah. as comfortable and getting her to enjoy you know the life that she is now leading. But she, you know, she is still doing artwork. Part Which of the therapy is, there, I have an art piece here. This you know, you guys can't see it, but I have this amazing four by four canvas. She of, drew that. She made that. Yeah, she. That was my my twenty sixth birthday present. Yeah, man. It's a uh, the love sign with the Philly skyline in the back. It's it's amazing. It's spectacular. She did that with her left hand. She really we learned how to do that. And she's selling her art now. We had an art show with for her back in November. You uh, you, you know you were there. She made over a thousand dollars. Just selling her artwork is yeah. amazing. Glass work and it's incredible. And that's that's the thing. It's she's going through that. She has a divorce, so I just stayed focused on what I needed to do. And when it came to the decision, when I got the call to, you know, I had a a job out in Los Angeles. You know, a big part of me was leaving her, leaving her right. where she's at in her recovery and her state, but. You know, fortunately, I had I have a big family. You know, yeah, you know, Bobby's my cousin, but I consider him my brother. But I have four siblings, and you know, everyone was kind of behind me when it came to California. Obviously, everyone knows I've been wanting to do this for years. So everyone was that helped having everyone behind me being like go and. I remember when my stepdad and we were talking about it. He was telling me, you know, what's the worst that happens? You go out there, you know, you work on the show, something doesn't happen, and what you come back home, 
like, oh, man, that's, like, the bad thing. Yeah. Coming home is to my family and all my friends and where my life is. You tried it. That's, that's not a, that's not bad. That's not failing. It's like, and failing's not even bad. Failing's is a part of the process of learning and getting to where you need to go. Mm-hmm. If you don't fail, you don't learn how to change certain certain things or how to have a different perspective and how to, you know, go about it in a different way. Yeah. But, you know, I had a lot of support and that was huge. And I'm very fortunate in that. And some other people will come out here with nothing. They, they grab the... $500 I might have in savings and hop in a car and drive out here knowing mm. nobody and I I meet people like that and I commend them I really do I, that's respect were you ever yeah were you ever to worry at any point though that um, you know like if, if you leave this you know maybe there's not gonna be you know you're you're a family person through and through and it, I mean it, not even with this you know with the situation that I'm talking about now through you know through Countless of other situations, you're a family person through and through. Were you ever worried at any point that, you know, with you leaving, there was ever going to be a, a lack of support for Des? Where maybe it would just been, you know, Peter, uh, your stepdad, and your mom. And without you leaving, like, you know, the other, your other family members weren't going to have that push to support her as much. Whereas when you're there, you're the, at least setting an example of the type of support that she needs were you ever worried you know no well, if I, no no not for does no no word for does cause uh, she has my mom yeah and you know for you know, the mothers out there and you have a child you're it's a natural instinct you're just gonna do what you need to do for your child mm-hmm. and yeah I was never worried for does cause at that point when I moved out here she was in a great state she was she was um, three years in and recovering in a great way and I wasn't worried she was incredibly comfortable and the other people I was, I was worried about is my, my other siblings my other family members because as you said I don't want to say I'm the rock but a lot of things did center around me and I I took everyone's problems onto my own shoulders. You don't have to say that. I can and say then, that for you. Yeah. yeah, you don't have to. You don't have to. And I I saw it firsthand, yeah. and I and I know. And yeah. I would, you know, instead of having everyone lash out, because like many Philadelphians, we lash out, and instead of really communicating well, and I try to be the basically the ambassador, I guess you can say, of my family's problems. Plus, my parents aren't together, so I was constantly. My dad would talk to me, and I would communicate to my mother, and my mother would communicate to me, and I would communicate to my father, and. You know, my other siblings didn't really do that because they didn't want to, they didn't want to do that. They didn't want to deal with the drama, I guess you can say. But, you know, someone has to, and I've always been the one just to do it because it has to be done. And not, like, when things need to be done, you've got to not worry about yourself and make sure everyone else is happy because, you know, if not, you know, things could possibly fall apart. And I would say, after leaving... Things things were kind of falling apart as I was leaving. Mm. There was other situations going on and and I got I was selfish, I guess you could say. I instead of trying loose ends I left and came to California and started my dream. And those things that I think were, that's a I, I think that's an important that's an important point though, because 
think there's two types of selfishness, right? There's there's one type where, you know, you really are not being the best person you could be yeah, and you're really leaving people in the dark. And then there's you know, and, and you're not you know, you're not being a good human. Yeah. Being you know, there's there, that's one form of selfishness, absolutely. But selfishness on the other hand too is also crucial at points in your life. I think you need to be selfish. You need to real. You need to recognize points of when the, the door opens, you got to take it. Whether that's a selfish r- move, or right? Not, but. You, right. You have to right because you know you you do ultimately have to keep yourself happy, yeah. and you can't rely on other things to make yourself happy. So I think selfishness. When you say it like that, it was a very good thing. It was it was right for you at that time. That yeah. It wasn't. Was and it wasn't necessarily it. selfish, right? It was. It was. Yeah. It was. I. Knew I, I, this move. I perceive it as that because I left drama and situations that were happening instead of trying to help correct them I just let them unfold and write themselves which they eventually did and they didn't need me so I didn't need it it's the right move but I guess in a sense me coming out here kind of did help people you know be like oh let me get my shit together because um you know Ryan's trying to do his thing out and you know follow his dream not to say that happened but maybe I'm hoping someone got influenced enough to be like let me do better actually they didn't that's not on, that's not on you and on yeah me. and but now three years later California is awesome my family's awesome everyone's awesome Des is doing great and you know it's yeah. So, hindsight, you know, that I thought I'd be here where I'm at three years later. Kind of, yeah. Um, coming out here, I, I was, I was like, dude, all I'm gonna do is hustle, work as hard as I possibly can. Yeah. And well, actually, my first job, first week I was there, I got a slight promotion right away. Um, just people could tell, like hard work and. Right. Yeah. And I think, you get you know. You gave a lot of good points as I listened over, you know, what you just said. Um, as far as lessons to someone who may be going through some similar situations, right? You touched on being able to reach out to other people. Don't be afraid oh, no, to reach out to other people. No, like if you said. Sorry to interrupt. Go no, 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 no. Yeah. So, you know, don't be afraid to reach out to other people, right? If you've surrounded yourself with the correct people, and I, I, I did touch, I did touch on a, on this in a previous episode of the podcast, but you know, good friends will tell you, uh, good friends will tell you what you want to hear and your best friends will tell you how it actually is. Yeah. And if you've surrounded yourself with the correct people in a situation like this or, you know, whatever the, whatever the situation is that you're going through, you should be able to reach out to these people. You should be able to feel comfortable with these people and, and get advice and, and listen. Right. Um, I think you also brought up a good point about, not making any excuses and not and and seeing the situation, you know, for how what it is, is and how it is. Yeah, yeah and 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 saying, you know, I don't it have could, it so bad. Yeah, exactly, <laughs> exactly, exactly. Yeah, you know, it's not about me. It's not nearly right. <laughs> like, right, it's I, not nearly I, as bad I, as you're making it out. Seem. Have yourself a good cry. Yeah. There's nothing wrong with crying, man. I had a couple good ones out there, dude. Some of them were possibly, you know. You know, alcohol induced, but other ones, you couple, know, like couple, a couple, few, but you know, some you need to get it out. You, yeah, like you mentioned before, don't you bottle can't, it up. Yeah, you can't bottle up. Don't push stuff down because it, 
it's gonna come back up and you know me I've always been a one to be honest and speak my mind from the start he's no he's never been no, no, no. <laughs> never been that type of person ever yeah, I'm always no. a professional <laughs> no man I you know I, a couple of times you know I haven't I haven't had one in a while but when I was still in Philly and everything was happening a couple of times I was out having fun next thing you know I'm, I'm breaking down and bawling my ass out in, in the corner not yeah. the corner of the bar but in the middle of the bar the and I just don't I I've don't care it. if people if I'm upset because it needs to get out mm-hmm. and I'm not ashamed of getting upset because this needs to happen and I feel better afterwards every single time yeah. every time I did it and I haven't happened in a while because life's been good man life's been really good it will always 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 get better yeah. it, it will always get better positive no matter what just, you're going yeah. through believe and know it's gonna get better and yeah. if it's not then you need to try harder or do something different and if it's not it's not failure and, and you know life isn't getting you down it's not you don't have bad luck it's not that it's you need to get your mind in the right set and you need to mold <laughs> I knew where you were going with that <laughs> I knew where you were going with that but listen man I appreciate you for doing this that was awesome it was good to hear your side of the story Oh, God, uh, I talk for hours, bro. Yeah, that's why I, got, that's why I had to cut you off because I'm trying to keep these episodes a little short. But no, I, I really appreciate it. Um, this was cool, and, I, and I'm glad that I, we get to share this with you know people um, who maybe don't know the story and maybe don't, yeah. or maybe who are going, you know, something. Or if, you, if you can understand me, yeah. Well, <laughs> hopefully, yeah. We're not doing any editing to this, so nah. hope hopefully you can understand them. Um, but again, thank you. I appreciate it. I appreciate all you for listening. Uh, Looking forward to continue doing more things like this. And I will talk to you soon. Want to hug it out, bitch? You want to hug it out? Oh, let's hug it out, bitch. Let's hug it out, bitch. Let's hug it out, bitch. Love you, buddy. Love you too, man.